Hello and welcome to Plotris. This is Lane. This is Meg. And today we're reviewing The Red Hot Earl by Darcy Burke. This was published in 2019 and is the first in the Love is All Around series. And this is a novella. This is a novella, Christmas novella, part of our Christmas novella Bonanza, which again is four books, but still. And um, this book is an interpretation of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Did we read this book solely because it is a historical romance that took Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer as its inspiration? Yes, we did. Do we regret it? No, we do not. Not at Like, I have zero regrets, Lane. So, the jacket. The Earl of Buckley was once an untitled misfit, tormented at Oxford. Now, he's overcome his challenges and is eager for the future, especially when his oldest and dearest friend, Bianca, needs help to save the annual holiday party. Ash has a plan to rescue the event, but when the bullies from his youth are up to their old tricks, he must risk everything to put the past behind him and find true love. I have nothing to add to this, Lane. Like, zero. I wish the book had been that succinct. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, yes. We're going to go straight into our summaries because we were both also very, very inspired. Uh, Lane has got to start this one off. So, um, As usual, we generated a random number between 1 and 25 for the novellas, and this week's random number was 22. So, my 22-word summary. Rudy the Misfit Earl is misunderstood by all. His Tourette's and shitty cousin caused him to punch in faces. B digs it. I'll just I'll just continue. All of the other noblemen used to laugh and call him names. They never let poor Buckley join in any noble games. I mean, we what what else could you? What else could we write? Gosh. Nothing. Like, I think, <laughs> honestly, we may have peaked. I think we have reached. I think we have peaked, yeah. Everything else is downhill. So, for all that this is, um, you know, an adaptation of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, there are a lot of traditional romance books. There are. So, as the back jacket says, they were childhood friends. Yes. But they haven't seen each other in, like, a billion years. They haven't seen each other for a long time, yeah, but... And in that time period, her brother has inherited from her father. So she was, like, her father's sole nursemaid, and that's why she's been, like, delayed entering into society. And he was the unlikely heir. His cousin died before getting married or procreating, so even though he'd never really been in line, he's now suddenly the Earl. Yeah, so that's that's the second... um, Second trope is the unexpected inheritance, the unlikely yep. heir. So no one expected him to inherit, but he did. Um, there is a near-death experience in this book, which 
happens actually after all of their declarations of love. So it's not a near-death experience that leads to a declaration of love. It actually is helps resolve the the conflict from the song. I'll just put it yeah, it's kind of the part where Rudolph with his no so bright guides the sleigh tonight. If you want to draw a direct comparison, that would be the part. There is no sleigh though, it's metaphorical. It's and he doesn't have a red nose. He does have red hair though. Duh. His name is Ash though, not Ruddy. They called him Ruddy because when his Tourette's took hold and he was trying to suppress it, he would turn red. His face would get red too, yeah. It's true. So I put this in here. I call it walking in a winter wonderland. Explanation. I, I agree. I love this trope. You know, it's the one where they go out and they throw snowballs at each other and put snow down each other's backs or that's what happens in this book. But it could be, you know, they're out and they're, they're picking mistletoe and greenery together. Or they go on a sleigh ride. It's any of the winter things that happen. If candy cane ratings were based on winter activities and not specifically Christmas activities, this book would have done very well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I liked it. I liked it a lot. So her brother, as we mentioned, is the new Duke. And he is not nice. And not only has he canceled this holiday party that the jacket talks about, but he's also determined to marry her off to the first person who will have her, including this real jerk who's the host of the house party they've all gone to. Yeah. Which, by the way, oh, trope, house party. House party. It is a house party trope. It doesn't last very long, which, honestly, this novella I thought was a nice, tight construction. Pretty well done, I thought. Because we got a lot of stuff. We got, like, the house party. And then she goes to his house and gets snowed in there. Which, another trope. And then she has a confrontation with her brother. And then there's even more stuff. And it didn't, it didn't, honestly, didn't feel rushed to me. I didn't feel rushed. The only criticism I have of the construction of this book is there were very obviously two other novellas being set up in it. And yes. those scenes felt very ham-fisted. The piecing I, of this narrative worked very well. The absolutely. insertion of the other narrative did not. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. If we're just talking about Ash and B, this was, like, honestly, really nice, tight little novella. Very good. Mm-hmm. And getting ahead of ourselves. Sexier than I was expecting for a Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer adaptation. <laughs> I know. The, okay, here's the worst part, Lane, is because this was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and they he, they set up, she set up, Darcy Burke set up two other novellas in this book, I kept wondering, like, which Christmas Carol they were going to be based on. So, like, her brother, they call him Chill, because he's so, you know, cold, metaphorically. But I was like, okay, is it going to be Frosty the Snowman? Like, what is it? Or maybe the Grinch? Like, what's it going to be? I honestly, I I don't know. And her sister has a marriage that's failing. Not really sure how that's Christmassy. Maybe and it's... the bully reindeer apparently gets a book. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't know. You did more research than I did. I didn't do research. I clicked one page past the ending of the novella, and it said, if you're interested in Poppy and <laughs> Thornhill stories, please check out these two other novellas. <laughs> 
So if by research you mean I clicked one page too far, yes, I did a ton. Well, more than I did. <laughs> um, I mean, basically, like, if you're going to write a historical romance based on Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, I think you've heard it from us. This is about as good as you're going to get. Like, I don't know how it could have been any better. I mean, there were only three bullies, and I couldn't tell which reindeer they were, but maybe that's for the best. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't care. And I'm sure there were other unnamed horrible bullies at wherever they were eaten, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I'm sure there were, I'm sure there were eight at least. So, I don't know. Not, not too worried. Can we also point out that I realize this has nothing to do with the book. His name is Ash, or she calls yeah. him Ash, because that's his last name. I don't remember. She calls him Ash. And apparently Ash is, like, now the sexiest of all historical romance names. I could think of three people off the top of my head who are named Ash and are, like, sexy historical romance people. This is, like, the Brayden of the 18th century. Or 19th. Yeah, I hadn't thought of it till you texted me, but it's very clearly, like, a good nickname. Ashford, mm-hmm. Ashmont, Ash whatever, all ends up, Ashley as a name. Like, a lot of names get shortened to Ash, and it's fine. I don't really have a thought on the quality of the name, but it is pretty ubiquitous right now. It, I'm, I'm wondering, I'm actually wondering why it is, because, I mean, maybe it's because it's, it's not like current like I don't I don't know of anyone actually named Ash you know but it doesn't seem old timey either I I don't know I think it might hit the sweet spot for a man's name that's like not too old fashioned it's not like Thaddeus or whatever well it's it's so clearly a nickname like no matter how you slice it if you're trying to come up with modern names or historical names or in the romance novels it's short for something Mm mm-hmm but anyway, just wanted to mention that because I was like, oh, wait. We've seen a couple of heroes, though, with dyslexia or with social anxiety disorder. Tourette's is a new one, and I think it really works because Tourette's is the sort of thing that leads to the type of involuntary behavior that would get you bullied. Mm-hmm. And it's also the sort of thing that you don't really overcome if you don't know. I know some Tourette's is age-specific. But he definitely didn't outgrow it. Yeah. And so I, I think discussion of the symptoms here, it was fun that his, like, he wasn't just covering up the fact that he can't read. He had a condition he sort of couldn't cover up. Exactly. And that's what made it unique. Yes. He, he couldn't cover it up. Um, it, it, and he, he could control it to a certain extent, but not 100%. Which is part of why, which I thought was adorable, be wasn't as aware of it as a lot of people mm-hmm. because with her he was calmer and less stressed out and so it was less likely to manifest in situations where they were together as opposed to when he was at school with all of his bullies yeah one of my one of my favorite things and I, I almost wish she had she had done it was um when she so he proposes marriage and she says yes uh-huh. and he he has to like really concentrate on not coming out with an expletive 
Um, and I almost wish he had been like, fuck yes, you know, or something. <laughs> I, I think I would have liked it. But I also appreciated that he was like, okay, gotta, gotta like hold it in. <laughs> I love that soul effort to keep this G-rated when the sex was absolutely not kept G-rated, oh, which is adorable. No. And then the one time that he does, um, he does use an ex, use, you know, some strong language is when he's defending her, which is always like so nice too, you know. But don't worry, she's not a damsel in distress. She defends him plenty. Oh my god, I, I, I like really like this book a lot. It's just like so sweet. Well, and there was the stereotypes of the two sisters. Bianca was the masculine interest. She loves to shoot. She loves to game. Her sister loves needlework. And mm-hmm. they were the yin and the yang of femininity in the era. Well, and Bianca also, she likes to take charge and, you know, mm-hmm. be the leader. Be the, not just the social leader, but, you know. And she also doesn't care as much for social convention. Um, so also reasons why I feel like her character would deal well with Ash and his condition. Because I definitely got why they were so appealing to one another. Mm-hmm. Not just like why they were attractive to one another. Yeah. But somebody as take charge as Bianca and sort of unconventional puts Ash at ease, which makes his condition easier to manage. It also means he doesn't have to like navigate through society by himself, which is a huge perk. And for her as a woman who really values her independence and like has no interest in modifying her behavior and she's disinterested in marriage through even a lot of the novella you understand why a guy who was the first one to hand her a pistol is absolutely the guy she'd go for oh yeah totally i i, I liked it a lot i really I, I liked them as a couple a lot same uh and i do love this was also it reminded me of Pride and Prejudice a little bit because she's like, hmm, I'm going to go visit my sister, but on the way, I'm going to stop at Ash's house. And if it happens to snow and I get snowed in there for a night, too bad. I won't be disappointed. She's like, and it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be against, it, it wouldn't be um, improper because I couldn't help it. It just had to no. And he did mention his mother is there. So, and I'll have my maid. So there are chaperones. It's fine. I mean, it was, I, it was great. It was so full of thin excuses and her just doing what she wanted. And I will celebrate that 10 times out of 10. Mm-hmm. Every time. Uh, so we talked about the winter wonderland. They go out, they experience the joys of snow. There's one part that I was like, hmm. She was out in the snow in her nightgown and wrapper, of course catching snowflakes on her tongue and he was like oh her tongue is like so sexy and I was like "Ooh, I don't know yeah I don't know that that's a sexy position right but good for him it's fine but okay so um did anything about this offend you like nothing nothing offended me about this book It didn't like so the treatment of his condition didn't bother me. Uh, the the sex that they had didn't bother me. Uh, her background, his background, none of it was annoying. I guess content warning for some mention of bullying, although they don't even go into great detail about what happened to him. But he does get bullied in the text here. So like, he does get bullied in the text. Um, it was a little bit. This isn't offensive at all. Hamfisted 
Yeah. Like, the bullies end up saying, like, oh, we bullied you because we were different, too, basically. Like, it is a little bit tied up with bow. It, it was 100% tied up with a bow, which is extremely appropriate for a Christmas novella. Exactly. So, like, even stuff that I think I've complained about before where, like, inherently to a degree obsessions and fixations on high school bullying ends up making a text feel juvenile here it was like whatever just give me the big red bow and tell me everyone's forgiven and i'm happy as a clam so like there was nothing here to be offended by at least in my opinion exactly i agree um sexiness i thought this was really sexy (laughs) me too i was like dang i was not expecting it yeah I don't want to say it came out of left field because it didn't. I was expecting there to be some sexiness in the book, but the amount and how it was handled, I was really pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Consent was gold star here. Yes. Agreed. Not just in terms of him making sure as the inexperienced virgin in the partnership, she was prepared, but also consent, not just in terms of like, are you cool if we do the sexual stuff, but like, what do you think this stuff means? Mm-hmm. Which, like, great that it was included. Yes. I mean, think about think about but one of my favorites that you hated, um, The Lord I Left. Yeah. They have sex, and he's like, you know what this means. And she's like, yeah. But, of course, they don't actually say what it means. And then the next morning, there's, like, this big misunderstanding. Whereas here, he's like, okay, this is what this means. And she's like, uh, no. And they talk about it, and it factors into how they continue. And while there is some coitus interruptus that was like, damn it, I actually really appreciated how that played into the plot. Exactly. So I thought it was sexy and consent was very well handled. Yeah. That was great. Overall, I really, really like this book. I would say the only criticism I have is that as a Christmas novella, St. Stephen's Day is not Christmas. That's the party they're trying to save. There's no trees. There's no presents. There's no red or green dresses. So, like, I'd say 5 out of 10 because the winter is excellent. Winter is very, yes. 10 out of 10 for winter. 5 candy canes out of 5 candy canes for Christmas. 5 out of 10. 5 out of 10, excuse me. Like, it's medium. It's not bad. It's not un-Christmassy. It's not like I felt like what was there was, like, just tacked on. It was very central. Right. But inherently, St. Stephen's Day, not Christmas. So That's true. That's true. But honestly, guys, if the if the mere fact of us saying this book was based on Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer piques your interest, it was very well done. Highly recommended. Yeah, I'm actually... Intrigued enough that I might read the next novellas. I know. Kind of the highest praise I can give something like this. If I'm like, I'm mad that there were other novellas set up in this text. But maybe I'll read them anyway. But I might read them anyway. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, and check us out on Instagram and Goodreads.